Good afternoon. We are pre-Shabbat and we're doing Haftarat Nachamu. Uh, we promised we would do it and we're thanks to Daniel. We're keeping our promise because I was, uh, I had become a little bit lazy because of the fast. But it's okay. Now we have, uh, we devoted half an hour to it. Be'ezor Hashem, we'll do as much as we can. The Haftarah is the first of seven Haftarot that make us feel good. They're the, the Haftarot of Tanhumin. Tanhumin means consolation. So we're having, this is the first of seven. Uh, we just looked through them. They're pretty much all from, I think they're all from Yeshaya. The second half of Yeshaya specifically, where things get very bright. As for the historical background of Yeshaya, we've said this many times. He was during the, the, the conquest of the Northern Empire by the Assyrian Empire. So he was not prophesying during an, a very good time. He was actually experiencing a lot of bad times. He saw the expulsion of the Northern Empire from Israel. And because of that, uh, the first half of Yeshaya is pretty much all bad things. And he's talking about the, the, the destruction of Am Yisrael and the, and the corruption of their ways. But the second half speaks about good times. Now, what are the good times in reference to? The two, option, two options would be either the coming of the Persian Empire, which, which in the middle of the 6th century BCE conquered the, 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 the Babylonian Empire and kind of redeemed Israel and you know Cyrus or Kurosh as we call him, was the, the king who led the Jews back into Israel. So that could be what he's referring to in these good nivuot, or it could be the times of Mashiach, which hopefully we are living in now. So let's begin with the Aftarah. Be consoled, be consoled, my nation, says your God. Speak on the heart of Yerushalayim and call out to her. Because her legions have been full, her time of service has been completed, because her, her sin has been forgiven, she took twice the beatings that she deserved for her level of sin. Meaning, uh, if, you, if you get, uh, uh, you, you know, you have what you deserve, and then Yushalayim got even more than what she deserved, so of course, she does not need to get punished any longer. Okay. Now this is a beautiful thing we're, we're preparing for Hashem to come. So it says there's a voice in the in the desert that calls out to Hashem that or, or that calls out to us, telling us to prepare for Hashem's coming. Prepare the way for God. Prepare in the Araba in the wilderness a place or path for our God. Every valley should become straight and every uh, mountain every mountain and hill should be flattened exactly what is crooked should be straight mishor from the word yashar and the rechasim rechasim Let's see. Rough places should be because a plain, because an open field. So, because it's from the Shon Bokeh, which means to, to be open and, and out. Okay, so, uh, basically, what's going on here? The, the, the angel is coming, or the Nivois is coming and is calling out to us and telling us to prepare the path for God to come so that God comes quickly and swiftly without any anything uh, in his way. Meaning, God will be coming soon. And the, the glory of God will be revealed 
Mishon Galui, Galui is to be revealed, and all of the people will see that the voice of God is speaking. Kol Omer Kera, Be'amar Ma'ikra, Kol Abasar Hatsir, Be'chol Chastok Etzitz Hasadeh. So far, we haven't really said anything, by the way. We're just talking about a, a pending, you know, it's an introduction to the fact that Borei Olam is coming, and we're getting excited, and we're preparing the way for Borei Olam to come. And then the voice comes and tells the Navi to go call out. And then the Navi says, Ma'ikra, what should I call out? So he tells the Navi to say, All of the flesh is like Chatsir, and all of uh, uh, his chesed is like the tzitz of the, of the... So what does this all mean? Uh, it's, it's referring to... It's saying that all of people are like grass and tzitz is... Do you know um, when grass becomes yellow and hard? That's what tzitz is. So he's saying all of people are like, are like grass and all of their actions are like this dry grass he says, the grass becomes dry and the tzitz and the, the yellow drier grass falls and it withers because the wind of God has blown on it. You know when you see in the field, you can see the grass going with the wind? So imagine the wind of God, it kind of uproots the grass. And what is this in reference to? It's a good thing. It's saying that all of the enemies of Israel... They're like grass that withers. And when God comes and He blows through them, He can get them to blow away. Really, the people are exactly like grass, which is, again, a good thing. Now He repeats Himself. The, gra- the, the grass dries and the yellow grass withers, but the Word of God stands forever. Beautiful thing that talks about how Borei Olam is going to come and the enemies of Israel will, are going to be blown away by him. Now, now we really get to the, to the parasha. Now we get to the main portion of the Nebuah. Go up on a mountain, on a great mountain, you who calls out good tidings to Zion. Call out with strength your voice. He, the, the one who speaks good of Yerushalayim, Harimi al-tira'i, raise your voice and do not fear. And it's speaking to a woman, by the way. Imri le'arei Yehuda, hine Elohechem. Say to the cities of Yehuda, your God has come. So we're getting ready to call out to the cities of Yehuda and prepare them for the good news of the coming of God. Hine Adonai, Elohim, bechazak yavo, uzro'o, moshelalo, God is coming. He's coming with strength, and his arm is is in a in a powerful position. He's coming with his payment. And what he's going to, how he's going to, peulato uh, is another word for payment, and his payment is with him, meaning that. He's coming ready to do action. He's coming ready to pay. Who has to pay? You know, whenever like uh, they're building a house and then everybody, all the workers are there and they can't wait and then the, they see the, the homeowner comes with a stack of bills. They know he's ready. He's ready to make a move, right? So God is coming. He has his money in his hand. He's ready to, to, start, he's to, to start his action. He, uh, he's going to... Um, He's going to shepherd us like a shepherd, and he's going to gather the 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 
the, the sheep, like in his bosom, like a, like a very good uh, shepherd, how the shepherd takes care of all the animals and does it like very carefully and nicely. And in his, in his chest, he will carry them and he will, he will lead them. So God is going to come. He's going to come ready for action. He's going to come. We're going to prepare the path for him and he's going to come and he's going to lead us like a shepherd. And this is a very loving description. The shepherd loves the flock. The shepherd takes care of the flock, puts it in his, in his bosom, takes care of the flock, and that's how Bari Olam is going to treat us. Now we get to the... If we're, going to, if we're, if we're claiming that Bari Olam is going to come, and he's going to blow the grass and take care of the enemies, and take care of us like a shepherd takes care of his sheep, now we're going to talk about how we know that Bari Olam has the power to do so. And the reason we know he has the power is because he's the creator of the world. So, I think it's Vichal, actually. I think that word is read Bachal, Vichal. Give me a second. I think it's Vichal. I'm pretty. It, it's one. It's one of the only places in Tanakh where I don't have it in my book. The the, the correct the Nekudot. So that's why I'm I'm a bit unsure, but I'm almost positive. What well, it's to it's to measure the d- dust of the land. It's saying it's not Vichol with the O sound means everything. Vichal I think means to measure. So Mimadad who measured the water in his hands? Bishamayim bazeret tiken, and he stretched out and he and he measured the the heavens with his arm. And he, and he uh, measured to be one-third the dust of the land. And with a, with a weight, he, he measured the mountains. He weighed the mountains. And the hills with another measuring tool. Again, who is Borei Olam? Who other than Borei Olam created the world with such exact detail? Who understands the nature of God, and who can explain to God God's understanding? Meaning, is there anybody above God who understands Him? No. Et me noats vaivinehu. Who did God go for consultation to who helped Him understand? Vailamedeu beorach mishpat and taught God the ways of justice. Vailamedeu daat and taught Him wisdom. Vederach tevunot yodienu and taught Him the ways of understanding. Hen goyim kemar mideli. The goyim are like a drop in a bucket, and they're like the dust on a weight on a weight tool. The, 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 their living places, their their uh, cities or their uh, their islands where they live, you can pluck it like something very light. So it, it's all. It's very, I'm sorry, interrupting. It's very interesting. I see here that like it's the first time I actually see that. There's somebody actually coming and explaining, like saying, like defending God to say, comparing, saying, do you know, and using this kind of a comparison, like who does God consult with? Is he, when he I, it, is, it is a unique comparison. It is. I, 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 it's, I don't know if there's any other place in Tanakh. You should look into the end of Yov when God speaks up and God starts to talk about how he's impossible to understand and how nobody understands him. But even that, I don't think it uses this kind of expression. It's a unique no, expression. Like yeah, it's very interesting. Who was the one who gave God counsel? Like, you know, you don't see that kind of that kind of expression in Tanakh. 
It's fascinating. Okay, so just to stop for a second and, and see the progression of the, of the Haftarah, we started off with kind of introductory words, be, be consoled, Yerushalayim, good things are coming, prepare the path for God to come. And then we said, um, the nations of the world are like grass that can be blown away by God's presence. And then we said, uh, God is coming with strength and He's going to come with His money in hand to pay us, to pay back the people who deserve to be paid. And, how, and then how is He going to be the one to pay back? Because he, of course He could do it. He's the creator of the world who nobody is on top of. Nobody gave Him counsel. So of course He has the power to come and do as He wishes. So that has been the, proje- the, the progression so far in our Haftarah. Next, Yud Zayin. All the goyim are like nothing before him. They're like zero. They're like they're like desolation when when uh, compared to him or or by compared by him. And to who can you compare God? And what kind of figure can you compare him to? Hapesel nasach harash. The, the molten image, they, the, the person, the, the expert, he, he made, hard, hard words to translate, and the one who is smelting the gold, he straightened it, and the silversmith, he cast the silver. What is that? What is all the saying? Saying, what can you compare God to? Can you compare God to the molten images that the people make in order to compare Him to those? Of course not. And this is, by the way, the uh, secondary connection to our parasha. So we have the connection to Tisha B'Av of Nachamu. But I guess the reason this was chosen for our parasha is because our parasha focuses heavily on the molten images. So can you compare God to any of the molten images that the silversmith, the goldsmith, the smelter, all of these people that they make? And continues... Hamsukan truma etz lo yirkav yivhar harash chacham yivakesh lo lachim pesel lo yimot. The one who is uh, um, uh, I don't know what hamsukan is referring to here, but the person who wants to give truma, meaning not not Jewish truma, truma of like uh, avodazara, he gets a tree that does not does not become uh, the rotten. He gets a tree that does not become rotten. And he, he requests, he hires the best artisan to come and prepare the wood to prepare his statue that will not falter. You know, like, it, the, what, what's the Navi doing? The Navi does this pretty often, that he makes fun of all of the efforts that people go through to make their molten image or, or their, their figure of God, their physical figure. So he's like, the guy goes, he says, I want specifically this tree and I want the best artisan to make this Avodah Zarah, as if, as if that's Kavot Hashem. Right, you know? But really, there's no way to compare Hashem to anything and nothing you do, no matter how hard you try, is going to compare. Listen, you, you should know, you should understand. It's been explained to you from the beginning. You've been explained to the, the fun, fundamentals of the world. God sits upon the, the circle of the earth and anybody who dwells there are like grasshoppers for him. He takes the, the heavens and he makes them like a curtain. They're like a curtain for him. It's like, it's like drawing blinds. 
And he makes them, he stretches them out like a tent under which to sit. He, take, he takes the great princes and he makes them nothing. The leaders of the earth, he makes them like, like uh, nothing. And they didn't even get planted strongly. They didn't even settle into the earth. They don't even have a strong root in the ground. And God already is able to blow them down. And He takes them with a wind like straw. Meaning, for God, all of these great leaders, these rulers that people look up to and fear... They're like nothing before him. And who will you compare me that I will be compared to? That will be a fair comparison, says Hashem. So, why are we saying all this? To prove that God can bring the salvation and the good tidings that we claim that He could bring. There's nobody to compare Him to, so obviously He's the strongest one who could bring all of the promised goodness. Now, the reason is compared to our parasha again is that what do people typically try to compare God to? The images that they make, the physical manifestations of God that they make. They say, oh, this is, a, this is Hashem. But there's nothing, that, those are nothing compared to Him. That's the, the idea here. Lift up your eyes and see who created the land, who created everything. The one who brings out the number of all of the legions. He called them all by name. And He gave them all their, their, their explicit and their unique form so that they have their unique identity, which is something that tells you to, as to the sophistication of creation, that He gave them all names. From the strong man to the person who is fully courageous, nobody is left out, meaning nobody can overcome and can withstand the judgment of God. So beautiful Haftarah that tells about the good tidings that we will experience, Be'ezad Hashem, uh, hopefully, we have not experienced these yet, so that the nevoah can now come true in our lives. But the idea is that Pore Olam is in more than a healthy position to, to give us the beracha and to bring us the salvation, and all the enemies will be swept away like the grass that gets blown away by the wind. Amen. 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 Amen.